Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you a couple yeah. days in a row. I know. And look, you have makeup on and your hair's done. You're looking what all are professional. The this is not how we normally record at like 9 p.m. after I've like wrestled a toddler to bed and just barely, barely surviving, hanging on by a string. Well, yeah, where this is earlier in the day for us. Normally, uh, we're both just exhausted from the end of the day. And and uh, so, yeah, I'm just you look great. That's a, Thank you. As you always do. You always of do. Course. Nikki. Of course. Well, I think we've got a really interesting uh, show tonight. Uh, so we've got Dave Rimple with us, who is a master's athlete in my division. Uh, I'm going to let you guys look up, see how bad he beat me in the open. But you're going to have to look a long way to find me and real short to find his scores. <laughs> uh, man, he's a, a master's athlete that competed at the CrossFit Games and had a medical emergency. And so we uh, had a chance to connect and uh, want him to come on the show with his doctor to talk about what happened. And it's just such an unusual situation. Uh, to say the least, when you have one of the fittest people in the world. So uh, that's kind of the setup. So <laughs> I'm not sure where we want to start, but, you know, I guess, Dave, welcome. Dr. Wittick, welcome. Uh, your, is it your wife, Nikki, with you as well? Yes. Yeah. Lots of well, Nikki's on the show. The more yeah. Nikki's, the better. That's what yeah, I, I agree. Say. I totally yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah, I would love to kind of just start at the beginning because, I obviously am, I know your story, Dave, and what happened and, and Dr. Wittick, what you guys had to do in order to properly treat Dave. But I would love to have you sort of start at the beginning, Dave, and take us through what happened uh, kind of right before you were rushed away from the Alliant Energy Center, because you were having, for all intents and purposes, kind of like a normal day, right? Tell us, yeah, it really tell us was, what happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Iggy. Uh, so my day started with uh, the Thursday. At, it was August 4th, I believe, the date. Um, trying to go back and remember everything, all the details. But uh, it was for our Masters Division, our first day of competition at the CrossFit Games. And um, our division started off with, I think, on the schedule, essentially workout two was our workout one. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was the, the Max Trio. That one I, I really liked. When I first heard that one, we were... Uh, the day before, we were in uh, the athletes' orientation. We had a chance to go out on the uh, the North Park field and just play around on the rig a little bit and just get get kind of our surroundings and our bearings out there. And uh, the workout was announced, and some guys are saying, "Well, it's it's a it's a max friend squat." I'm like, "Really? Like, <laughs> let's just gift wrap this one for me." Yes, uh, perfect. Yeah, I was pretty excited about all the those those three movements in particular, and so I had a lot of uh, a lot of confidence going into that workout. I, I did well. I was happy with my results. Got a second place finish on that one. And uh, so feeling good going into the next one, which was the uh, the three ways out from North Park, where we run three different loops and then do some rope climbing and some uh, dumbbell push press, advance the dumbbells as we go on throughout the, the workout. And uh, I knew that one was going to be the one I probably struggled with the most. Um, just haven't had a chance to really test my running capacity and, and, and rope climbing in the last four weeks just due to a, a foot injury I sustained about five weeks earlier. So we're taking a quite easy running and, and that's, that happens the, the foot I injured happens to be the one I, I kind of wrapped the rope on. So we stayed away Amazing. from the as well. Yeah. So, Perfect so timing, that, Dave, for these injuries. Perfect timing. I know, timing. yeah. It's impeccable. So my coach did a phenomenal job of really getting my aerobic capacity built in on a biker <laughs> and uh, rogue echo bikes and different means, uh, rowing machines. 
So when the biker was, was announced on the first workout, I thought, perfect. I've, I spent a lot of time on this the last month. I want to, I want to spend that here somehow. So that's, that was great. And, um, so running and rope climbing was the first time I'd done that in five weeks at that event. We warmed up slightly. I just wanted to see how can I run? I hadn't really put that kind of pressure on, on my foot. I injured up until that point and it felt fine. Did, did two rope climbs in the warm up uh, pit. They felt fine. I thought this, this will be all right. And just, we made a game plan with my coach uh, where I want to be in, in the run. Just kind of, you know, find, find myself in the middle of the pack if you can and just stay on the heels of, of the, the leaders there and just, Let's just get through this, the running part, and we'll get into the ropes. And uh, the push press wasn't something I was too overly concerned about. Uh, I felt like those, the 21.59 were, were numbers that I could, uh, and I should for myself, just attack those as, a, as an unbroken uh, sets. And that was the plan, and, and that's the way I executed the, at least the first round anyways, got through the ropes and onto the push press and did my 21 and advanced them to the next station of 15 and went back for another run again. The uh, <clears throat> definitely the the heat, the temperature of the day. Uh, it was I'm not sure exactly the temperature, but around 30 to 34 degrees Celsius. I'm going to say. Uh, and I have we got no in, idea what yeah. that number is. Just I yeah, have no clue. <laughs> that's probably that's probably in the high <laughs> 80s. No, yeah, it would be in the 90s. Close in the 90s, and it was muggy. Oh my god, yeah. it was soupy outside. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> The run, I really noticed once you come back off the run back into the North Park, it's like you just walk through this, this curtain, this wall of heat, and it just yeah. hits you. And there was just no escaping it inside there. So kind of had to gut it out while you're in there and get back onto the run to, to cool off a little bit if, if you can. Um, so, yeah, once we're finished all that, then we had just a little bit of time for, for some recovery, and we had to change into our, our uh, uniforms for the uh, opening ceremonies that were about to happen. And so I had a chance just to dip into an ice bath real quick to cool off and uh, they get changed and ready for opening ceremonies. It goes alphabetically, so the Canadians were up there pretty early and we went out there. That was, that was a really fun experience to, to go out there with your country and just represent and, and you know, just be acknowledged that way. And so we had all the opening ceremonies and then, um, then I was back, made myself back over to the athletes area where I got some lunch in me because uh, I knew there wouldn't be much of a window after that. I only had about an hour and a half until I started getting ready for the, the next event coming up for the day. And so that's what I did. Um, wasn't, wasn't feeling a hundred percent at that time. Um, I don't know. just maybe, maybe everything was just a bit too heavy for, you know, post that, that type of workout. I did get some, like some liquid carbs in just to, just to get recovered a little bit that way. And uh, just kind of was chilling out there, and Coach and I just chatted about the game plan, how I was going to attack the next workout. I had a had a pegboard in it, which was uh, really excited about that. I haven't done a pegboard in probably over a year. I would say maybe two years. We have one at the gym, we just don't use it that often. Um, I wasn't I wasn't overly concerned about the movement. I've done a lot of pulling type things in the last weeks in preparation for the games. So that's essentially a, you know, a pulling movement and uh, a little bit of coordination with getting the pegs in there all the way up and down. And I felt the standard is very, very doable for, for myself. And uh, so I was definitely looking forward to that and then had some double unders in there. And so I had quickly after eating lunch and let things settle a little bit, 
just uh, grabbed my rope. Again, I hadn't done double unders in, in about five weeks since I injured my foot. And so I thought, let's see how this goes. And the coordination wasn't quite there. I thought, that's, that's all. I'm, I'm a little bit off on those. And that might have been the, the first sign of, of something happening. Um, and so we just, the plan for me on the workout was to go unbroken on all my sets of double unders. So I really wanted to get those uh, feeling good, like really dialed in. And I just remember thinking, well, let's, let's feel a little bit off. And my coach was like, let's go, let's go over and we'll get some blood flow and hop on an air bike and uh, we'll just do that. So I made my way back around in the building to the other side where there's all the equipment. And on my way over there, I had my, my rope, my skipping rope in my hand. It had, it had fallen out is where I just kind of lost my grip. No big deal. I picked it up and I kept on going and it happened again. I thought, why can't I hold on to this rope? <laughs> and I turned around, I kind of stubbed my foot on, on a little rubber mat that was, that was in that area and kind of stumbled a little bit. One of my competitors was there. He's like, hey, Dave, are you all right? And I remember saying, you know, kind of slurring my speech. Yeah, I'm fine. I just kind of stumbled on this. No big deal. And that's really what I thought. It wasn't a big deal. I just, but yet at the same time, as I'm trying to communicate to him, I realized, why am I slurring? It's like I, mm-hmm. I just tipped too many back or something. But uh, that wasn't the case. I knew that'd be very detrimental to my workout. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then at the same time, my coach had come over and he had recognized in me, like he knows me quite well. Obviously, we spent a lot of time together and he had called the CrossFit medical team over uh, and they quickly came over there and, and, you know, doing their own assessments and stuff. And I think it was around then that the first time I heard a word, a uh, stroke come up. And I thought, that's that's odd. No, I'm just feeling a little bit lightheaded. That's all. Um, yeah, like you guys, I did like 70 workouts today and it's 100 degrees out. Of course, I'm going to yeah, not right. be a thousand percent on my yeah. game, of course. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we kind of almost trained for this, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I wasn't feeling 100%, but it was, wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me. Right. Um, but everyone else must have seen something that you weren't quite picking up on because it was, they were seeing yeah. it from the outside looking in. That, that's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, you know, not just having a coach for this reason, but just as we have, why do we have coaches for this in this sport at all is they can bring an outside perspective to things. Totally. I know yep. in, in going through the, John, you talked about the qualifications to get all the way up here yeah. between the open and quarterfinals and semifinals. My coach Ernie and I, we just worked together. It was, it was so fun. It was like just a well-oiled machine. Him, um, analyzing the work workouts and breaking them down to, into their elements. Okay, we're gonna go. I want to. I want you to push it really hard here. Once you get through that stage of it, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a ten second break. And we we had stuck to that game plan. I had gone through a lot of the semifinal workouts uh, entirely, uh, at least twice. And then when when I had to finally do it at the time of uh, of the semifinal weekend, we had in a, in a way flipped my whole uh, game plan upside down and I, I way exceeded my uh, original two attempts. It just had gone so well and it was just so much fun um, doing that because I think mo- mostly for my coach, I was so happy for him. Like he just, he absolutely nailed the strategy for myself on those workouts and it just like, just hit it out of the park, you know, like he said, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you when to stop. I'm going to tell you when to go. Just, just, stick to that yeah. plan. That's all I did. 
And it just so you were you were really primed, Dave. Like you had had a great qualifying season. You had gotten to games. You had you know already done a couple. You'd already been doing better than you thought. You were running, which you hadn't done in a while. You had that front squat handed to you on a silver platter, and then all of a sudden, here you are having this sort of medical emergency, and people are realizing, well, oh, Dave's not okay. Like something's going on. So what what was the catalyst? Like what was the moment like where the medical team was like, let's get this guy out out of here on an ambulance? What happened? It was, it was very quickly. I think Dr. Whitt could speak to that, um, how quickly from time of incident to time I was mm-hmm. in, in the hospital there at St. Mary's getting assessed again and, and into, into surgery. It, it all happened so quick. Again, I, I'm kind of oblivious to it all, not realizing that I'm even having a stroke, let alone, is this even fast? Is this a, right. is this a good response or not? Right. Um, so, not so Dr. Dr. Whittick, this real fit older gentleman shows up uh, at your doorstep. And I'm wondering, like, you guys know what's going on in Madison. You know, the CrossFit games are there. You know, we come every year and there's a whole bunch of really fit, hungry people that descend on the city all at once. Impossible to get into a reservation anywhere the entire week of games. I'm just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Um, and so what what was sort of your uh, plan of attack or your protocol when, when Dave is wheeled in? So when, when people come in with... Uh, stroke symptoms or any, any sort of suspected stroke, we, we have a, a, um, a process that we go through and it's, it's basically the, the same thing every time. It's, it's kind of like a well-oiled machine um, because these things, you know, take a lot of, of, of different people and there's a lot of moving parts and, and we really have focused on, on trying to make them as efficient as possible so that we can make the, the diagnosis and get people treated as, as fast as we can. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, he was brought uh, by EMS to our emergency department. Um, in the emergency department, you know, he was initially met by the ER doctor and one of our neurologists. And then as soon as, as they saw him and saw that it looked like he was having a stroke and it looked like it was a pretty severe stroke, then they called me right away. So the, the first notification I got was from our neurologist. Um, and one of the things we we always you know ask when people come in with a potential stroke is when did the symptoms start? And in that case, I think you, you know they had gotten you to the emergency department in I think it was like 40 minutes you know between when the symptoms started and when we had you on our CAT scan or getting getting the first CAT scan, which is good because that's really fast because our treatments are are very time sensitive. So I, you know, I got the phone call. Uh, I went down to the emergency department. I met everyone down there. I saw Dave. Uh, I evaluated him with our neurologist. You, know, you were having pretty severe stroke symptoms. Um, and you know, one thing that was notable is that you know, you, I don't think you appreciated at that time how severe they were. And that's very common for someone with a stroke like this, especially a stroke on the right side of the brain, is that the uh, you, you lose your ability to to detect that you're having a problem essentially so at that time you know you could hardly move the left side of your body at all you know your face was was very droopy you um you were slurring your speech pretty bad you know we can barely understand you and then the first thing that we do is we get a cat scan because um, that you know we want to make sure there's no bleeding in there um and the, the initial cat scan looked essentially normal and then we we did a CTA, which is a, a, a CAT scan with contrast that shows us the blood vessels. 
And that's what showed us that you had a blockage of, of one of the, the major arteries on the right side of the brain. Um, and so, you know, it, we, at that, at that time, you know, decided that you'd be a good candidate for a procedure to try and, and get that artery opened up. Um, there's really two main treatments that we're able to do for someone with a stroke like this. Um, so the first one is uh, a um, IV medication called Tenecteplase, which is basically a clot-busting medication that, that we're able to give Dave right in the CAT scanner uh, within minutes of him getting to the emergency department. Um, and so that's certainly very helpful, but um, when, when you have a large blockage and a severe stroke, uh, that, that alone usually is not enough. Um, and so that's when, you know, I talked to, that's when I went and met Nikki out in the waiting room. Uh, your two daughters were there, your coach was there and we talked about what was going on. And, um, you know, that's, that's when we, we talked about the thrombectomy procedure and made the decision to go ahead and, and do that. So, uh, this is a, a procedure that involves us putting a catheter in through the groin and then we basically snake the catheter up through the arteries to get to the blockage, remove the blood clot, and, and restore the blood flow to the brain. Oh, just that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you say it that way, it's like, yes, this procedure, and we just did it, and, it, and it's all set. But I, I, I know, unfortunately, from, from personal experiences, my father had a very large stroke uh, a few years back, survived, and is doing great. But I, I know the the difficulty, the threading the needle, so to speak, uh, when it comes to a procedure like that, mm -hmm. that is something that you needed all the time in the world for and all the patience and accuracy in the world for, and for it to go right, like a lot had to, a lot had to happen. Isn't that right? And yeah, it was certainly unexpected, you know, to, to have a, such a, a fit person and a, a relatively young person, you know, by stroke standards come in, but you know, it, it, the bottom line is the stroke can happen to anyone. You know, we certainly, you know, weren't expecting, you know, a stroke to come in, you know, because because of the CrossFit games. You know, Madison, we, we have a lot of uh, kind of social and sporting events and stuff, you know, throughout the year. You know, in, in May, we have something called Bratfest where people, mm -hmm. you know, sit around and eat brats and drink beer. And those, those are the kind of things where you expect, you know, people to come <laughs> in with a stroke after something like that. But um you know, the bottom line is if you ever notice someone that, that's having stroke symptoms, call 911. You know, it doesn't matter if they're 90 years old or if they're 10 years old. It, it, it can certainly be a stroke. How often does it happen to someone in this age group? And I say this to someone in this age group. I mean, Nikki said older gentleman, which I took offense to, but we're young. I was trying to be nice. That yeah, was my, that's why I said it. You didn't land that plane, Nikki. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but is this, is this, I would assume this is pretty uncommon for someone as fit as Dave and you know, yeah most most true. stroke patients that we see are older you know they're you know in their 60s 70s 80s you know 90s um so to, to have someone you know um camera you're you're 51 is that right yeah, yeah so to have to have a 51 year old and especially a, a very physically fit 51 year old coming with a stroke is relatively rare but it certainly does happen um there's a, there's a lot of, you know, different things that, that cause stroke and they're, they're not all, you know, age dependent. What are contributing factors that would typically cause it? Brats and beer. But yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I could compete at those games for whatever that was. Same for the record, same. Yeah, I'm all in. So uh, in Dave's case, 
after you know thorough investigation, we determined that the cause of his stroke was most likely an irregular heart rhythm. Um, we detected something called atrial fibrillation, which um, you know you guys may have heard of before. It's a a type of irregular heart rhythm that is relatively common, and basically what it does is it it you know puts the heart in a situation where because it's it's not beating regularly. Uh, the blood can kind of pool in certain areas and that it can form blood clots and those blood clots can then, you know, go up to the brain, block off arteries and, and cause a stroke. Um, and so we, you know, we, you did have a, a brief uh, period of atrial fibrillation uh, the, the night after you, you came in. Um, and so most likely that's, you know, what led to the stroke in this case. So atrial fibrillation is one of the m more common causes of stroke that, that we see. Um, there are some general stroke risk factors. You know, one is age. You know, older people are more likely than younger people to have a stroke. Mm, we all just need to stop getting so old. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, Got it. Age, you know, family history can put people at, at higher risk for a stroke. Um, you know, smoking, diet, physical inactivity are all risk factors for stroke. Um, so, you know, really, you didn't really have any risk factors for stroke that we knew of when you when you came in. You know, I, I want to give a huge shout out to the uh, CrossFit team, the health team. Uh, yep. Nikki and I know a bunch of the people on there. We've had some of their doctors on the show before. Um, and when I was at the games, I noticed how many I knew. And I'm like, man, this is a, you know, kind of a finely tuned ship. They must yes. be expecting a lot of broken ankles or like the stuff you get at a competition, you know. And so I'm just thinking through the speed in which they went from getting Dave off the floor, you know, to the hospital and then how quickly your team worked. I mean, it's just a, a power to the medical system, just fantastic job all around. Um, you know, my big question here though, is like, so once you have someone, particularly in Dave's situation, great athlete, uh, you know, kind of unusual, how, like what's the recovery time for something like that? For uh, the, the time to recover from a stroke is, can vary quite a bit. Dave was, you know, fortunate in that he ended up having a very small stroke. So he came in with very severe symptoms, um, and he had a large blockage. Um, but because we're we're able to get that artery open for him, uh, the we were able to save most of his brain. And the final stroke that he had was relatively small. So, you know, the size of the the stroke uh, is an important factor. The location of the stroke is an important factor as well. You know, certain parts of the brain are are more <clears throat> than others. Um, and then uh, age uh, and overall, you know, physical uh, fitness, you know, physical functioning are important as well because, um, you know, you, you've had a remarkable recovery. If, if, if a 90-year-old had come in, you know, uh, and we opened up the artery and, and they ended up having that small stroke that you had on your MRI, um, for a 90-year-old, that stroke could really be disabling for them. So, um, you know, you're, you're young was you know definitely something uh that was in your favor here so dave are you are you walking comfortably are you getting gaining momentum and strength back into the the side of your body yes yeah i'm i was able to walk out of the hospital which is a miracle in itself wow again thanks thanks to the team and everybody there that that works so tirelessly and uh, you know, right, right down, like the nurses on the stroke ward, they, they just did an amazing job. Lots of great follow-up and just to ensure that, you know, I had the best chance for 
for a full recovery. So yeah, I'm walking good now. I'm I'm ready to to get back at it training. Of course you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course you are. Dr. Winnick, are you like maybe wait 5 minutes? Really? <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't jump right back into it. I think you're going to want to ease back into things gradually here. Yeah. Can you can you give him a, a doctor's note to his coach so he doesn't have to ride the assault bike for a year? Could you do that? <laughs> What's the assault bike? Yeah. Don't ask. Just don't ask. Yeah. Don't it's ask. Worst, it's, exactly yeah. as it sounds. It's exactly what it sounds like. So if you know what so it was. You you might have considered it a contributing factor to all this. I mean, just, <laughs> entirely like possible. Yeah. Um, so I know that strokes are so variable, and and people are variable in how they react to it. But are we going to do some like AFib treatment and figuring out how to? you know, live and get back to training and stuff with a high heart rate, all those things that maybe are a little bit strange when it comes to recovering from a stroke. Is that on the docket for you, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So they're able to uh, give me some, uh, some medication for the AFib, you know, so we can work on that. And of course some blood thinners. And um, as we come, like, come back, we've come back home to Canada here now, I'm getting uh, into some uh, local, uh, doctors, yep. the specialists here next week, I'm going to see, and then we're going to start, you know, the whole kind of assessment and treatment plan moving forward. Um, so as the, the team at St. Mary's, you know, they can hand over that information up to uh, the local specialists here. They can take over and uh, continue on the treatment that's already been started. So we can make a game plan from there as to what, what I need to do moving forward. And, you know, we just with continued assessments and uh, probably blood work and, and so on. Yeah. And, yeah. and Nikki, how's your family? Because this is this is not just something that Dave went through, right? Like this is what you, nobody signed up for this. You all traveled internationally. You got to Madison. You were excited to cheer him on. And then the next thing you know, you're in the hospital. You and, and your daughters were there, too. Is that correct? Like, how is your family recovering? Um. You know, this was a, it was, there's so many, uh, we're so grateful for what happened. Also so disappointed because of what I do for work and I travel a lot. It's been really hard for me to ever go with Dave and see any big competitions. This was the first one I got to go to. We were so excited for me to be able to experience it. And, um, you know, I have girls, they're all adults. Um, and they, I, I'm just so grateful that they were there with us. One of them wasn't, one of them was back at home. She couldn't get more time off of work, but, um, you know, we're all so grateful that he's still here. He's, he's the one boy amongst a lot of girls around here. And, and, uh, you know, his, his girls think the world of him and he's the most wonderful dad. And so it was really hard on them. Um, he's been one of those very active dads in their lives. And so, it was, we were, we were feeling the hole that could have been, but we're so grateful that, um, that that's not, and you know, everybody's doing great here at home. They're all back to work. They're all, they all check in on them. You know, is how's dad doing today? And, um, they, you know, they're all around here at nighttime. So he's got lots of, he's got lots of hens in the house to <laughs> tell him what to do. He's of, you know, he was in the backyard the other night doing a, a fun little video and he wanted to put weights on his bar and, his three girls were like in there, like, don't you dare. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why he goes to CrossFit. He's just trying to get out of the house. Oh, totally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Understood. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, you're right. It It's crazy to think about what might have been. And I'm so glad that we're all on this Zoom call having this conversation because um, it's a testament to Dave, you trying to be just the healthiest that you possibly can be for yourself and for your family. And Dr. Wittick, your team, just lightning speed and doing all the complicated procedures because it's worth it. And uh, like like John, you said, the, the game's medical staff, because unfortunately this year, there were kind of a number of freak, crazy medical emergencies between the Emily Wolf thing and Dave, what happened to you? And that's just on top of the regular, like this is a athletic competition and people getting hurt, rolling ankles and yeah. doing heat stroke or whatever. Um, it just, every little thing had to line up perfectly for this to go well. And it seems like this is the best possible outcome. So I'm so glad that we could, so glad we could all be on the Zoom call to share this moment, you guys. Could have been real bad. Could have been really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the CrossFit medical team is like thinking, let's not have a year like that again. <laughs> yeah. um, you show up you next know. year and they're like, oh, Dave's here, everybody. Dave's here. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah keep an eye on that ten. guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I hope to see you there next year, Dave. I'm, I want to come watch you do more. Certainly watch for your name on the leaderboard mm-hmm. in February and uh, see if you beat me by another 700 or 800 positions. We'll see how that goes. But it won't be hard for you to do. Trust me. <laughs> so, Dr. Wittick, we totally convinced you to try CrossFit, right? We'll see. <laughs> After everything you've seen, you weren't like this gentleman. <laughs> Pinnacle of fitness. I should totally step into a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I don't know that CrossFit is, is uh, in my future. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think that every person should, you know, make an effort to, you know, be as physically fit as they they can, you know, given their circumstances. But uh, I'm uh, I'm happy just, you know, in my current situation, going to the gym once or twice a week, and, uh, and that's about it. Same girl, same. <laughs> It's basically where I'm at these days. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys joining us and telling the story. I think it's yeah. certainly something people need to hear. Dave, keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, I, for, for me, like I've listened to this whole story and thinking what a miracle it is and the power of CrossFit that you went into that hospital so physically fit. They could rule a lot of stuff out for you very quickly, I'm sure. Uh, and just a testament to how the program we all love works. And, um, you know, I'm just happy to see you're pulling through this quick. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, John. And I just want to echo what you said, you know, just to, to the CrossFit community, uh, the CrossFit Games, they've reached out. They've just been amazing throughout all of this, mm-hmm. just to ensure that we had, um, you know, all of our needs looked after. It was, uh, we had to extend our stay from when we originally booked and, and you know, there were some flight adjustments and so on. So, but CrossFit was, has just been um, following up continually with us. They've, they've done amazing. I've had a lot of people reach out, tons of people about that, that's been honestly the most overwhelming. You just never know who, you, who you've impacted in your day-to-day stuff. Like just, I feel like, well, people I don't normally talk to at all, they just reach out and just say, hey, I'm praying for you. Just hoping everything goes well. And and so that's that's just been very, all the messages have been very touching. And um, it's just been an amazing community. Can't say enough about, uh, um, you know, that side of what, what, what we've experienced. Uh, I think that's the the power of CrossFit and the power yeah. of the community, why we all love it so much. I, you know, Nikki mm-hmm. and I talk about it on there all the time that 
you know, the games are fun and watch people do, you know, yeah. amazing feats are always cool, but it's always the community that we come back to. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. cheering everybody on. Yep. It's phenomenal. Always. It's great. It only took 11 years for me to fall in love with CrossFit, but this is what it took for me to fall in love with CrossFit. Oh, it kind yay. of stole my husband for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a full-time, it's a full-time commitment to get yeah. as good as you have to be to, to make it to the games. So yeah, I'm glad that they could show up when it really mattered. And it, you are yeah. right too, Dave, in that like the, the folks who staff HQ and the folks who put on the games, they, it does not, go past them how much of a dedication and commitment the athletes are pouring into this in order to make it happen so i'm glad that they are properly following up with you as they should because you're you know you're one of theirs you're one of their babies um and hq really does care about the athletes a lot it's important yeah no we really felt that for sure without a doubt that's great to hear well guys thanks so much for joining yeah. we appreciate you guys uh coming on and telling the story and dr Whitick, i'm sure you're crazy busy at the hospital but sounds like you guys just do amazing work so thank you for the lives you're saving each and every you're day you're welcome thanks for having us on all right yeah. nikki thank great you. seeing you in makeup as always, always like, as always as <laughs> never you mean as never and uh, for listening, we appreciate you guys joining the show and we will chat with you guys soon